teaching brews. Today, we're going to talk about homework, but specifically homework that teachers have to give over the summer months or over a longer holiday. So if you've got like a three or four week vacation time and you still have to give homework, we're going to talk about what kind of homework you could be giving at that point. Yeah. Um, now, I know some of you guys may be starting to think about this now as we're kind of approaching that time of year. Um, so just kind of bear in mind, what we're about to say is um, suggestions. And a lot of schools have policies that kind of require them to do certain things. So, and whether you're, whether you have the opinion that you should give it or not is often not up to you. Uh, this so is true. Just bear that, just bear in mind. Yeah. Um, so, so, as a primary teacher. Yeah. What are the what would you say you want your kids doing every single day? Oh, the most obvious thing they need to be doing every day, just like every adult should be, <laughs> is reading. Um, we ask for 20 to 30 minutes per day. Mm-hmm. Or not we, but it's a suggestion. We don't mandate. Our school actually does not mandate summer homework. Um, but uh, 20 to 30 minutes per day. And typically what I do is I generate a reading list of from where the kid's reading level is at the current time. And so it's very differentiated. So I end up giving out, you know, I'd say about six or seven different reading lists to parents. Um, some with higher level books and some with lower level books for them, for the kids. So the easier ones being like their quick reads, the higher ones being like their more challenging reads, and then the whole host right in the middle, right where they are. Um, that way they have the option to grow. They have the option to kind of have a nice, relaxing, easy book to read. But they yep. can also be challenging themselves. That's the very, very first thing I'll do. So I'll create, we'll create those lists based on their reading level. Um, and what system you use depends on what your school does. And so that changes that, that list may change depending on what system your school is using at the time. This is true. This is the and if you're not sure about what system your school uses, you, you can do what um, my parents were taught to do when I was going through school. And that is open up the book to the first page. And if there are five words that you're not sure of, it's going to be a challenging read. It's called the five-finger rule. Yeah. You need to find a book that they will have, you know, yeah, they can't read five, five words on the page. And there also has to be a level of engagement, too. Just because they can't, just because they can read all the words on the page doesn't mean they're going to be engaged with that book. That's true. Bear that in mind. It's okay, it's okay to abandon books. That's why you give a big list. Um, a There's big- also city libraries often have summer programs where... They'll say, hey, come on in and, you know, read three fiction books and two nonfiction books and one biography. And they'll have a, a suggested list and there may even it may even be gamified where you get something if you complete all of the books. Right. Don't ignore your public libraries, sports public libraries. Um, I know people are going down the e-reading you know, hole a lot. Yep. I personally don't. I love a crisp book in my hand. Yes. Uh, but um, I know a lot of people are, so you know. City libraries—they do often have eBooks. They do. My, my mom takes her Kobo down, and she loads up her Kobo at the city library. Point of clarification: Kobo is an e-reader that is uh, Canadian. Yes. Yay, Canada. Um, Canada. Um, anyways, and so 
once you've kind of gotten the reading the reading homework, typically for math, I won't give packets or worksheets. I find that a bit mundane. Mundane and kids kind of grunt and groan at it too. So do the uh, teachers. I know it's also like, it's a massive waste of space. It's not environmentally friendly to do that either. I will go the route of Khan Academy or some other online teaching program. Like cool map games? Cool map games. There's a, there's a lot of websites you can use here. Um, I use Khan Academy simply because it, it goes through lessons and then gives you a quiz and you can reinforce previously taught learning. Um, and there's a way you can create a class underneath it and they, and you can track their progress. Even though you're not even though they're not in your class anymore, it's good to know it's good to do that. And it doesn't need to be strictly math. No. It could be something like code.org, which will reinforce math's concepts without actually teaching you math directly. Right. And if you have some kids who may have missed some of the concepts in the year, this, uh, the summer the summer work online may be a great chance to reinforce those skills. That way they don't forget them or lose them throughout the summer and have to be you know, re-engaged. Just having them engaged in your day-to-day activities, which involve maths. Oh, yeah. Go grocery shopping. How much money do we need in order to pay for the dinner that we've got in our cart? Or even crazier, get the kids to pay for things. Like when they're up to the cash register, they figure it out and they pay for it. Yeah. Now, I guess that can be different with the, with the advent of a credit card. Yeah. Get the credit card and... You know, there you go. Apple Pay. Mommy, it doesn't take my fingerprint. No, but, it, you know, it's, uh, if you're paying with cash, or I encourage yes. to do things where you pay with cash. That way they have to learn kind of that addition subtraction part. Cooking. Get them to cook. Yeah. Having to figure out all those measurements. Oh, yeah. Cooking or build something that you're doing. Like, maybe you bought something from Ikea. Yep. Build it together. The step-by-step instructions. There's measurements. There's certain bolts. There's, there's visual cues. That's kind of a form of, you know, hands-on coding. Or just go buy a bunch of wood and nails and build something. Yeah, so much fun. Really engage it. Like, build a chair together. Build a table together. Something like like that. I mean, I get that IKEA has all this pre-made stuff, but it doesn't take that much to actually build that, you know, in person. Just go go to your Home Depot. And pick stuff up, not promoting Home Depot, just saying argument's sake. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's and Home Depot, for those listeners who are overseas, is a building store that you will find in North America. Yeah, think of it like the Costco of uh, building stores. Okay, yeah, because I think most of the world is now familiar with Costco. And visual arts, drawing, visual, hey, doodling. Go drawing, go sketching, go take pictures of things. Yeah, oh, you know, as a kid, my first camera was probably about eight when I got it. Yeah, same here. And well, actually, that had some maths involved too, because I had to purchase my film and purchase my developing. So I had to like figure out which kind of film I wanted, where I could also still afford the developing afterwards. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff you can do. Um, social studies, read the news. Yeah, really, like Time for Kids, Newzella, all two great websites for kids that focus on the news and they make it more kid friendly. So look at the news. And in terms of music, so simple in the summertime. Go listen to the buskers. Go down to the park where they've got, you know, a music festival going on. Support local musicians. Doesn't have to be stuff that the kids like. It could be one of those things where you go down and you're sitting just for five, ten minutes. And if, if the kids don't like it, just get them to explain what is it that they're not liking. The high sounds, the low sounds, you know, all of this helps them develop their own, their music vocabulary. Think through the music instead of just giving, instead of just blanket listening. 
and then checking out the local universities. They often do summer camps, makerspace, coding, sports stuff. They do it as kind of a community outreach thing. So, yeah, take a look for those. All right, so those are your main fields for the Huff Summer Homework. Uh, I hope you enjoy uh, our suggestions. Try some of them out. Even if your school doesn't mandate summer homework, just give giving some of these suggestions to parents may help them out. Um, and they don't like, but don't make anything mandatory because no. you know, if, if you don't have to, don't make it mandatory, and see where they go with it. Yes, absolutely. Quality family time. Exactly. All right, folks. Enjoy your day. Have a great one. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.